pro tip, maybe, you know, if you're not going to wear your shoes to the race, which I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of not wearing your shoes to the race, maybe make sure they're in the car the night before, or at least at a spot where you won't forget to grab them. Episode 1189 of Runs Radio is a quick tip episode, best of ish edition. Today's quick tip, some things to keep in mind for your first marathon. Hey y'all, real quick before we dive into today's quick tip episode, uh, today's episode is brought to you by the giveaway that I do at the end of each month, which, oh, by the way, just about a week away from today when this episode drops, uh, we'll be picking a new winner. So uh, if you want a chance to work with me, 16 weeks, zero cost, um, and and certainly not phoning it in. You know, it's the same, it's the same plan as what I would do with anybody who pays me. Um, regular check-ins, updates, tweaks, advice, questions asked, uh, you know, it's nothing, nothing, uh, half baked or one size fits all about this thing. It's specifically for you. It could be a build up to a race. It could be a build up, uh, just to, to kind of get you going. Maybe you lost your mojo a little bit. You want some help to kind of get back on track. We can, we can work with that for you as well. Whatever you might need, whatever you might want, 16 weeks, I got you covered, uh, to get yourself picked in the, in the giveaway that I do at the beginning of each month. Dizruns.com slash giveaway is the link. Dizruns.com slash giveaway or right at the homepage, Dizruns.com. There's a button that says click here to enter. Bada boom, bada bam. You enter your name, enter your email address. And uh, at that point, it's all in the hands of the random number generator. And, uh, you know, your your chances to win are picked when I click that button. It says pick a number between one and however many people are entered in the giveaway. And uh, it gives me a number, spits it out. We pick a winner. So get yourself entered if you haven't done so already. Dizruns.com slash giveaway. Dizruns.com as well. And uh, good luck. Good luck. Looking forward to working with you. So today, quick tip. Best of-ish. If you haven't been around here for for very long, uh, we do this each month where basically we go back into the archives. What's an episode from back in the day that uh, might actually, you know, still has some meat left on the bone, might be worth digging back up, refreshing, um, because you know, the moral of the story is we're, we're what 1100 and something, almost 1200 episodes deep in the show. You know, I appreciate those of you that have gone back to like episode one and have listened to a good, I don't know why you would do that, but if you did, I appreciate it. But I, I you know, recognize that not everybody goes back deep into the archives to dig through things. Uh, sometimes maybe you've been around for a while and, uh, you know, just a good, a good little refresher is useful and that's what we're doing today. We're going back to episode 166, over a thousand episodes ago. This was October 2015, so it's been eight years, right about, uh, since we talked about this. Felt like a good time to bring it back because it's marathon season, right? It's fall race season, I guess. And and while I'm talking about, while we're on the subject, or before we get to the subject, uh, while while today's episode specifically talks about those running their first marathon, if you're running your first anything, this would be useful for you, whether it's your first half ultra 5k one mile fun run, whatever it is, this could be useful. And if you've been around for a minute, you've been around the block, you've run a few races in your day. This could still be some useful reminders because, uh, I don't know that there's too many of us are immune from, you know, making some, some silly mistakes time to time, especially when we think, Oh, I've done, I've been there, done that before. I don't have to worry about X, Y, Z. And then, uh, you make some rookie mistake. I've made rookie mistakes recently. I've talked to people that have, so maybe this is a good uh, a good refresher for more veteran runners and hopefully some useful, helpful information for those of you that are maybe dipping your toes into your first race of any type of distance this fall. So anyway, like I said, fall races coming around the corner. Um, 
shoot, this episode goes out. We got Berlin in like two days. Um, of course, we got Chicago's a couple weeks out. Um, New York is coming. Philly, Indy, CIM, all, all some of these, some of these really popular big, big races, big marathon races. Uh, but again, obviously, fall. There's all kinds of smaller marathons going on. There's all kinds of halves and fall festivals and this and that and the other. And if if you're looking forward to this first marathon, first half, first whatever. Again, I'm going to keep saying marathon, but I, I certainly don't mean just marathon. Um, today's episode is is hopefully to help make that process as smooth as possible because you've been training, you know, hopefully since June, July, something like that. You got serious about your training, building things up. Um, and you know, when you put that kind of effort in, obviously you want race day to go as, as well as possible. Um, but also sometimes I think we get too focused on the race itself and lose sight of, of maybe the, the whole experience. And, uh, Lord knows I have certainly over the years. These are some things that I feel like I wish I would have known for my first marathon. Um, so again, maybe this will help you in whatever type of race you've got going on this fall. And again, if you've, if you've, you know, got three races going on this fall and it's no big deal. It's still some things that might be worth uh, a reminder. So number one tip for your first big marathon or big race, uh, spend some time at the expo. Now this one, this one could be controversial. And of course, not all expos are the same. Some expos are, are pretty intricate. Lots of things going on, lots of bells and whistles, uh, multiple rooms. It, it's a whole big thing. Some expos, you know, there's, it's, it's in the local running store and it's, it's not, it's, it's less of an expo and more of just a bib pickup. But if you don't have any idea what an expo is, basically the expo is, is a lot of times where you check in to get your, your bib. Usually it's a day or two before the race, um, might get your t-shirt, might get some, some coupons, things like that. And a lot of times, at least at some of the bigger, bigger races or bigger expos, there's different vendors that are set up. Uh, I've been at some, some expos, you know, doing stuff with the book and, and, you know, uh, promoting the podcast, things like that. I've had been able to meet some of you at, at various expos a couple few years ago. Um, haven't done any of that recently. Uh, it's not really as an introvert. It's not, not my happiest time is being at a race, race, uh, expo. It's useful, but, uh, struggled with it. So haven't really looked into doing that recently, but, but one way or the other, you get a chance to, to get some, some freebies a lot of times, uh, maybe get some, some swag, some, some gear, if you forgot anything, I've, I've played that game before of like, Oh shit, I don't have, not my race shoes. You clowns that, that I didn't buy new shoes that morning, but I did forget my race shoes one day. Uh, some of you know that story, but you know, things that maybe you forgot some fuel, maybe you, you uh, you know, whatever you, you, I, one time at, at uh, the Blue Ridge marathon in 2014, uh, I forgot my, my like running belt. So I ended up buying a new running belt because I didn't have anything else to like hold my, my keys and my, my, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. Did I have a phone in 2014? I probably had a phone. I didn't have anything to hold any of my, my stuff. Uh, so I had to pick up a, a belt because I left my, you know, my spy belt back home. Uh, so, so you can just, you can find those types of things again, shirts, uh, any last minute things that you might, that might want. Maybe you want to get an extra gel or some, some sports beans or something like that. Um, and not for nothing. Sometimes it's just fun to walk around, kind of see different things that are out there. Um, so, so I don't know that you want to spend tons and tons of time at the expo to get, you know, too much time on your feet, but if it's a good quality expo, especially, you know, like the, the big race, they're going to have big, big expos, typically Chicago, Marine Corps, New York, like those are good expos to walk around at a little bit. Sometimes there's, there's panels, there's, there's speakers. So it might be something worth listening to. Uh, if, if it's a, if it's a city type of race, or I guess if it's any race, maybe there's a course map, maybe you want to check that out, kind of have a, a better idea of what's going on. 
Uh, sometimes the races will have uh, like whatever fueling that they use. So if, if, you know, if they use whatever, if they use Gatorade on the course, or especially if it's something that's a little bit different, like, like tailwind, a lot of times there's, there's a tailwind booth. They're giving out tailwind samples. Um, maybe that's something they have on the course. Maybe you just buy a little bit. Um, but, but you just never know what kind of things you might see samples, things like that can be useful. Even if it's not something that, that you're going to use on race day itself, because of course there is that, that adage that I don't know that I necessarily agree with. I've never tried anything new on race day. But maybe it's something like, oh, this was pretty good. Maybe I'll try this for my next race, something like that. So you never know. Uh, but walking around at an expo can be pretty cool. Um, again, if it's if it's a good expo, if it's a big expo, if it's a smaller one. Hey, you don't have to worry about it too much. You'll see everything in you know matter of minutes. Um, but sometimes you can be there for quite a while, and that's not not the worst way to spend you know a, a couple of days, especially if it's if it's a big race where you get you know the race is on Sunday, the expo opens on Thursday. You can get there on Friday, check it out, still have a low key Saturday. Um, after maybe spending, spending a little bit too much money, but you know, getting some good, um, good souvenirs, good swag for, from the race itself. Uh, another thing to keep in mind heading up to your big first race is to try to get some sleep. Um, I feel like I've talked to enough runners to, to have somewhat consensus that a lot of folks have a hard time getting sleep the night before the race. I feel like I've mentioned this before for, for what I tend to do, but if I've got a, if I've got a race tomorrow morning, um, I probably wake up 12 times the night before in like a start, you know, like I wake up at, at 1130 going, Oh shit, I overslept. What time is it? Oh, it's 1130. Oh. And like, like there's that spike of adrenaline of like, Oh my gosh, I overslept. And then like, Oh no, I'm good. And I fall back asleep. And then at 1215, I wake up again. And then at 145, I wake up. It's like, it's like every somewhere between every 30 and 70 minutes. Like I'm waking up panicked, thinking I've overslept, thinking my alarm didn't go off. What's going Oh, Oh. So needless to say, my sleep score on my aura ring the night before a race, not high, not high. Um, but that's where, you know, and I've, again, I've learned this over the years in the week leading up to, or at least in the few days leading up to the, to the race, get a little bit extra sleep. Cause you're, you, maybe you're still home, you know, maybe you're traveling to a race, but like, you're not traveling until Thursday or Friday to get to the race. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like take advantage of being at home, normal routine, your bed, all that kind of stuff get, get some good sleep. I know, I know you can't technically bank sleep, but getting some good sleep the nights before, and even, even, you know, two nights before you you might be in a hotel or whatever, but sometimes that, that two nights before you can get a pretty good night of sleep, maybe even sleep in a little bit because at that point you're at the hotel. You don't have to get up to go to work in the morning, uh, sleep in a little bit, get a good solid eight, 10 hours of sleep if you can. And that way the night before, when maybe you're not sleeping quite as well, because you're worried about the race tomorrow, um, it doesn't hit you quite as hard that you didn't have as much sleep as you might've wanted. Uh, but the last thing you want to do when it comes to sleep is to stress about it, especially the night before. So get some sleep early, try to get to bed early and, uh, don't worry about waking up a few extra times, um, or not having the best sleep the night before. Cause it's, I don't want to say it's normal, but it's not, not abnormal, not by any stretch. So you'll be okay. You'll be okay. If you don't sleep super well the night before race, another thought to keep in mind, for your first big race is to have the morning planned out. And this can go a bunch of different directions. And the more races you run, the more you'll start to figure out what, what works for you, what doesn't, what you need, what you don't. Um, but one, one thing that I think is key and that I I've, I've dialed in over the years is like my morning food fuel repertoire, not repertoire. That's not right. Routine. That's the right word. English is, um, so, so, you know, I know what I need to do from a 
what do I want for breakfast situation? How much do I, how much food do I want? How much food do I need? Et cetera, et cetera. I used to be a big breakfast guy. If you've been around long enough, you've heard me talk about, you know, I, Denny's, IHOP, something like that. I need a place where I can have some eggs and some, some toast and some potatoes and things like that. Uh, and really fuel up. But of course I need to have those things in enough time that I can also d- digest a little bit and have my stomach settle before I start running. So I'd get up at, you know, two, three o'clock for a, for a six or seven o'clock start time, probably three o'clock for a seven o'clock start. But like, especially if I was traveling, I need to know where is the 24 hour restaurant, right? Where can I go to get breakfast? Cause I can't really make eggs and toast and potatoes in the hotel room while Rebecca's sleeping. Right. So kind of figure out where's, where is the, the restaurant? Where can I get to? How long does it take when I'm half asleep and in a town I don't know to get there? So kind of figure that type of stuff out. Maybe continental breakfast is more, all that you need. So just knowing, knowing what's going to be available, you know, or, or what you can get at the, at the, you know, in the, in the hotel itself, maybe you're staying in a suite. So you've got some, some ability to cook a little bit, or at least you've got microwave and you can make your oatmeal or whatever, but just kind of knowing what you need from a breakfast perspective before your race. And again, if you're not staying at home, how are you going to get that? You know, how are you going to get your coffee? Do you need, do you need fancy coffee or does hotel room coffee work? I don't know. I don't know your life. I don't know how fancy you are, but making sure you've got that morning, not only like I know what I need, but where can I get what I need? If it's something that's a little bit more fancy than, you know, uh, a pop tart and, uh, you know, drip coffee from your hotel room, make sure you've got that stuff figured out. Likewise, the morning of the race, you want to know where you're going and how to get there. And, and this is, again, this is especially tricky. This can be tricky when you're even at a hometown race because streets are closed and like, I can't go here. And if I need to park and this and that and the other, but especially if you're out of town, right? If you're in a, in an unfamiliar place, um, a lot of times the races will have some level of like, you know, this road is closed and you need to go here and park there and whatever, but like, you don't know where the hell you're going. And, and in 2023, um, or beyond whenever you're listening to this, you know, you've got ways, you've got Google maps, you've got these things that you can type into your, to your phone and it'll get you there, but they don't know which roads are closed. And so it might tell you, it's going to take 20 minutes uh, to get there. So you're like, all right, cool. 20 minutes, no factor. But then like you get there and this road is closed and now the traffic is backed up and it's going to take you 40, 45 minutes. So just having some things planned out, getting familiar with how do I get from the hotel to the starting line, um, or at least close enough. Where, where, where am I going to go? How am I going to get there? Um, takes a lot of that stress out of the race morning. If you can figure that out the day before drive it and sure, you know, driving it at four o'clock in the afternoon isn't going to be the same as driving it at five o'clock in the morning on race day, but at least you'll have an idea of where you're going kind of about how long it takes and traffic will typically be less at five in the morning. And if, and if there is traffic, it's probably race traffic. So you can kind of follow with them. Uh, but just having, having as much of the morning planned out, from a, what am I eating perspective? What am I wearing? Set your clothes out the night before. So you got everything that you need pro tip. Maybe, you know, if you're not going to wear your shoes to the race, which I'm not, I'm a, I'm a proponent of not wearing your shoes to the race, maybe make sure they're in the car the night before, or at least at a spot where you won't forget to grab them. Um, because that's not fun when you realize you forgot your, your shoes, uh, but have everything you need prepped, ready, set. So you don't have to think in the morning because you're going to be, your mind's going to be going a mile, million miles a minute. Try not to make it more difficult by not having things already as situated as possible. What about the race itself? Another, another tip. And, and this one should be common sense. Feels like common sense. Wasn't common sense for me in my first marathon. I'll tell you that. I didn't know any better. Um, start out slow and like slower than you anticipate as, as a coach these days, a lot of times what I'll do, 
Um, and I'll make the numbers as simple as possible. So like if somebody's somebody that I'm coaching is like, all right, this is the race. I want to try to break four hours for the marathon. And so, you know, four hour pace for a marathon is about nine Oh six, nine Oh seven per minute mile. So a lot of times in the first, in the first mile or two for the marathon, I'll, I'll encourage them, you know, the race plan will look like, let's, let's start out with like a, a nine, a nine twenty five pace, nine thirty pace, something slower than what we need to, to settle into for the race. And I do that for two reasons. One, if somebody sticks with it and actually runs slower than the, than, than goal pace, it's great to kind of ease into the race. You still got for a marathon course, you've still got 20 odd miles, 22, 23, 24 miles to make up what amounts to be 40 seconds. You know, like we got plenty of time to make that up. If we're fit enough to run four four hours, we're, we're fit enough to make up 40 seconds over the course of 24, 25 miles. Um, but also what it does is if, is if you get a little bit caught up in the moment, which happens to a lot of us, it's happened to me multiple times, where you run those first couple of miles a little bit faster than you wanted to, if you get, you give yourself a little buffer, right? So if you're, if you're, if your goal is nine 30 and you run eight 45, like it's a little faster than you wanted, but it's not so fast that like, oh boy, we're going to be in trouble. Right. But if you, if your goal is to run nine flat or nine Oh five, which would be put you right there at that four hour marathon time. And you run eight fifteen, which is still only 45 seconds faster, but that's, that's a big 45 seconds. Right. And that, has a way of catching up to you over the later portion of the race. So if you start out, if your aim is to start out slower than necessary, not, not minutes per mile slower, but you know, 20, 30 seconds per mile slower for the first two or three miles. Um, you're not going to get yourself in trouble in terms of falling so far behind the pace that you can't catch up. And you might just prevent yourself from, from going out too fast, uh, too early. Even if you got a little bit faster than planned, it might put you right about on race pace, which isn't, isn't terrible. Isn't a terrible mistake to make. Last but not least, when it comes to advice for somebody running their first marathon or their 50th marathon, I don't care. Again, good reminder, whether it's, it's something new or you've done this before, have fun, have fun. Um, you know, race day, like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, at least some of us do in terms of results and in terms of finish times. And I'm not here to try to tell you, you shouldn't care about your finish time. You shouldn't try to race hard. Like I race hard. I worry about my finish times. Okay. But Remember, it's just one data point. And especially if it's your first race, but even if it, even again, if it's your 50th, doesn't matter. It's, it's one day, do your best. But remember that, that this is supposed to be something that we enjoy. This is something that you're literally paying for. You're not getting paid for your results. You're paying for your results. You might as well have a good time out there, right? And, and you can still have fun and also be serious. You can, you can thank the volunteers, which maybe isn't the most fun thing, but it makes you not an asshole if you're, if you're thanking volunteers. Um, you know, you can, you can, you can stop to pet a dog and sure that might put you off your pace a little bit, but like petting dogs, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you can give a kid a high five if they reach their hand across from, from while they're watching or they're, they're applauding. You can give them a thumbs up when you run by, you can smile at them, right? Like, like there are so many things you can do. Shoot. You can, you can sing, you can dance, whatever. I don't care. You know, just have fun out there, have fun out there. Um, and especially if you're not super focused on your goal time. Um, or if things start to go sideways and the goal goes out the window and you're like, well, we're not going to get this four hour marathon. Well, if there's some place to stop and take pictures, stop and take pictures, talk to other runners. Maybe that's where you start singing and dancing because it, you know, it, it blunts the, the disappointment of the race, not going as well as, as you want it to be, but it's a way to salvage, you know, the results aren't what, aren't what you want, but Hey, we can still have fun. We can still make this a memorable experience. We can stop for that shot of fireball. Um, done that before it was a good time. 10 out of 10 would recommend, um, 
but just find ways to enjoy yourself out there. Find ways to enjoy that 13 miles or 26 miles or 50 miles or two miles or whatever it is, especially when it's your first race, but even maybe more, maybe more importantly, I don't know, maybe not more importantly, but equally important when it's your 20th race, when it's your 50th race, when you really start getting serious about your results, don't forget to have fun out there. Cause it's, that's what this is all about. That's, that is what this is all about. So, uh, there, there you go. Five tips for first time marathoners, first time racers in general that are just as important. I think for those of us that have been doing it for a while, don't be afraid to explore the expo, check some things out, talk to some, some vendors, maybe get some samples of things. It's all good. Try to get some sleep, not just the night before the race, but also a few days before. Also, oh, by the way, that could be the same thing for hydration. You know, start, start pumping the fluids a little bit before, even if it's not supposed to be super hot, you're going to run better when you're well hydrated. And if you try to just drink all the drinks the night before, then all you're going to do is, you know, still not sleep because you're going to be up peeing all night. So hydrate early, sleep early, have the morning of the race planned out, both in terms of logistics to get to the race. And also in terms of what do you need from a nutrition standpoint, what's your breakfast need to look like? Maybe you don't do breakfast, but you know, what, what do you, is your morning routine going to look like as far as the race itself starts slow. And then once you settle in, you can pick up, pick up your pace if you need to, if you want to, that's fine. But start off, start off easy. Cause if you go out too hard by accident, you're going to be SOL by the time the finish line rolls around. And last but not least, have fun, have fun out there. Again, first race, 20th race, 50th race, doesn't matter. We're doing this stuff because we enjoy it. Uh, now, for me, I would say it's more fun to race well. Uh, but even on the days that I don't race as well, there's still ways to have fun on the course, and you need to find those. If At least I would encourage you to find those. I guess you decide what you need to do. My advice, find ways to have fun, good, bad, or indifferent in terms of how the race is going. So there we go. Five tips for your first marathon or your 50th marathon, whatever it is. Have fun out there. If you've got races on, the, on deck this this fall, um, or if you listen to this in the spring, you get a spring race coming up, whatever, whatever your next race is, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's next month, whether it's next year, I hope it goes well for you. And if you've got other tips, other suggestions, what did I miss? What has worked for you? What, what do you wish you would have known? Those of you that have been running for years, what do you wish you would have known for your first race? Uh, let me know. And uh, that way I can maybe help spread the word or maybe somebody that just casually stumbles upon our conversation on the social medias. They can find out as well, but I'm at Diz runs on all things, social media, you know, that X or Twitter or whatever it's called threads. If that's even still a thing, Instagram, wherever I am, I'm at Diz runs. Uh, you're going to shoot me an email. People can't see the email, but you can shoot me an email. I'll spread the word disruns at gmail.com. And of course, if you head over to the show notes for today, beneath the memes, beneath the gifs, beneath the nonsense is the comment section. Disruns.com slash 1189. I'll get you there. And of course, if you post something in the comments, that's there for people to see as well. So there's a good way to help spread the word of what has worked for you on race day um, that you wish maybe you would have known. You know, you've learned the hard way. You know it now. What do you wish you would have known when you got started? Uh, help spread the word and uh, probably something that we can, a lot of us are like, yeah, I had to learn that as well. But anyway, that's it for today. If you want to join the giveaway, if you want to work with me for free, I'll create your race plan for you. I'll kind of give you some guidelines of, you know, here's where, here's where we're going to start. Here's where we're going to settle in at this point, start kicking it, get after it, finish strong. Um, all, all for the low, low price of free, get yourself entered into the giveaway. Dizruns.com slash giveaway is the link. Or also again, right there on the homepage, Dizruns.com. We'll get you there, get your name entered into the hat. And at that point, it's all in the hands of the random number generator and uh, the obligatory Hunger Games reference. May the odds be ever in your favor. And with that, let's wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Good luck with your races this fall, whatever races you might have on tap. I hope they go well for you. Hope these reminders are ringing in your ears as that race day approaches. And uh, until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening.
And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you.